Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you this weekend, as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Guardians are taking on the Kansas City Royals in a season-ending six-game series that began on Friday night. Coming up on our show this week, we'll hear from Rob Serfolio, our final farm report of the season, as the minor league seasons have all been completed. Now, we'll also visit with Aaron Savali, Guardians starting pitcher and catcher Luke Maley. And we will take a look back at a great day on Sunday, a clubhouse celebration after a division title clinch down in Texas. But first, a week in review. It's a short one. We'll begin with Sunday's division clinching win in Texas. The Guardians heading into the game just needed to win, and they will have wrapped up their 11th Central Division crown. Now, they got things started in the third inning. Stephen Kwan starting what turned out to be a huge day. He delivers, and it's swung on line drive. That's a base hit in the gap in left center. Over to cut it off is Smith. Freeman will score. Into third base is Straw, and Quan will hold with a long single to the gap in left center. And the Guardians have a one nothing lead, and Stephen Quan with that RBI single. Run batted in number 45 as Freeman scores from second. Later in the inning, the Guardians added to the lead with more of that good base running that we've seen all season long. Now the 3-1. Swung on, grounded to third. Fielded by Young. He'll throw to the plate, not in time. Sliding in to score a straw. Ball gets away, goes to the backstop. Coming around to follow and sliding in to score is Quan. And to second goes Rosario. And the Guardians lead it 3-0 on a ball hit to third. That ends up plating two runs. Not sure why Young was coming home because Straw had such a jump from third 
You had the sure out at first, trying to get a a great throw off and make a sensational play at third, but it wasn't going to happen from the third baseman throwing home, and the Guardians lead three to nothing, and you give Ahmed Rosario an RBI on a fielder's choice. And then Oscar Gonzalez kept the third inning rally going. The pitch swung on, banged into right field, that's a base hit. Rosario will try to score. Garcia's throw to the plate, off target, in sliding to score Rosario. Throw to second, sails into center. In with a head first slide is Gonzalez, and the Guardians lead it 4 to nothing. That'll be an RBI single to right for Oscar Gonzalez. There are some wild throws, but there's actually no error because... Garcia coming to the plate was not going to get Rosario, even with a great throw. Texas got back into it with a run in the fourth and another in the fifth to make it 4-2. to two. But in the sixth inning, Gabriel Arias delivered to extend the lead. The next delivery swung on this is ripped into the gap in left center. It's a base hit. It'll roll to the wall. Gonzalez will score. Miller around third will score. Heading for third is Arias. He slides. The ball hits him in the back. Rolls into foul ground near the backstop. Backed up by the pitcher King. Arias will stay at third with his first major league triple. So Gabriel Arias getting a chance to play has delivered a two-run triple up the alley in left center. And the Guardians are removing all doubt once again late in the game. And Cleveland's on top 6-2. to two. And in the eighth inning, Stephen Kwan stepped in with the bases loaded. The payoff delivery swung on, hit pretty well to right. Garcia going back. This ball is gone! A grand slam to right! Stephen Kwan stopped at second. He can keep on running. How about that? And the rookie sensation puts a bow tie on a Central Division title. Ten to two Guardians on a grand slam to right by Stephen Kwan. His first and a five RBI day. And he's getting pummeled in that third base dugout. What an at-bat by Stephen Kwan, and it ends with a grand slam to right. And the Guardians have removed all doubt, as they have all month long. On to the ninth inning, and James Karinchak was on the mound to make things official. Karinchak's ready, and the payoff pitch. A swing and a pop-up. Foul territory behind the plate. Luke Bailey is there. He makes the catch. Ball game. And once again, Cleveland, you will have another October to remember. The Guardians, American League Central Division champs for the 11th time. And hugs all around between the third base foul line and the pitcher's mound as Cleveland wins it in style a 5 RBI game by Stephen Kwan who capped it off with a grand slam in the 8th inning Aaron Savali another strong start covering 5 and Cleveland sweeps a road trip to Chicago and now to Texas and the party is about to begin as the Guardians nail it with a 10-4 win over the Texas Rangers 
as they have now won seven in a row and are now 86 and 67 on the year. After the game, the champagne and beer was flowing down in the Guardians clubhouse. And when we come back, we'll hear from some of the players and coaches from the Central Division champions. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. Oh, man, I was there. That time that you bundled your home, auto, motorcycle, and other vehicles with Progressive? That was awesome. People were freaking out. I bet you get this all the time, but can I get an autograph? If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's been a fun week as the Guardians wrapped up their American League Central Division title on Sunday. So they've basically been playing nine games the last nine of the regular season to get ready for postseason. But we take a look back at Sunday's clubhouse celebration following the victory in Texas that clinched the division crown. And it didn't take long for the party to get started in the Guardians clubhouse. The first player we caught up with was catcher Austin Hedges. Hedgy, what is going on? You can't get your bottle open? What's going on? <laughs> I've never done this before. This is the first time I've done this. We kind of did something in 20 when I got traded here, but nothing like winning a division for a full season with a group of guys that you love so much. I've never been this excited. This is amazing. The, the theme all year was youth, but you're one of the, the veterans who, who kind of kept it moving in a, a really good direction. What were you able to do with some of the few veterans to keep it moving positive? I've played a lot of games in this in this league now, and I've lost a lot of games, and I've learned a lot of things not to do. I kind of reminded some guys of things not to do and left it up to them to continue to do the right things every day, and I couldn't be prouder of them, and they learn at such a quick rate. It's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you mentioned this being the first time. As a ball player, you want to get to the major leagues first and then have this happen. It took you a while. What does it mean now to have it happen? This is the coolest thing ever, man. I mean... It's my dream to win a World Series. It's the team that can do it. But it starts with winning the division. You play that whole division all year, and, you know, you pull together. This is, uh, I mean, I'm lost for words right now. This is this is the coolest thing ever. All right, get back in there. Figure out that bottle. Go ahead. Austin Hedges, such a big part of, of everything that has gone on with the pitching staff. And he is diving right into a pile of people at this point. And we're going to have Carl Willis come over. Pitching coach for the Guardians, Carl. Pitchers again, second half of the season. My goodness, they were on a roll. You have to be awfully proud of what they've been able to accomplish. That's led to wins on an everyday basis. Each each and every one of them, Rosie. And, you know, our bullpen has been phenomenal the entire season. 
And our starters in the second half, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. We're going to slow play them early, and they would hit their stride once we got into August. That was the hope, and they came through. Hard to, to see it early when it's not quite coming together and, and know that you got to be patient. Yeah, it was hard. It was extremely hard. But you know what? Their safety and health, that was first and foremost. And, hey, you know, thank the Lord. I mean, it, it, everything worked out. They did their jobs, and it worked out perfect. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Chris Antonetti came by, just got Carl in the back. That feels good, doesn't it? Oh, not that good. <laughs> That's Carl Willis. Pitching coach for the Guardians. I think we'll get Tito at some point. He and Chris Antonetti with uh, a nice embrace. And I'll tell you what, Terry Francona, another chance to celebrate. And I know this one means a ton to you. Yes, it does. I mean, what, with what our guys did, and then when you're doing it with people that you absolutely care about and, and love and respect, yeah, it, it means a lot. In spring training, as far back as spring training, you said, hey, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to be young. Let's see what happens. Could you have imagined this, or is that not fair to say that? Uh, you know what? There's so much that goes on during a season. I mean, you just you, you hope. You always hope. But, I mean, this was a big ask. And you're, now you're seeing that they're getting better. I mean, you start getting confidence, and it gets pretty special. And you do it here. Uh, I know there were some discussions about where you would have the celebration. Why is it so important for these guys, this team, to do it in this clubhouse? Because I wanted them to see the clubhouse. I mean, this is so special. We didn't, I, we didn't want to go into a batting cage. We didn't want to be relegated to it. We, this is walking in and seeing the plastic up. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, there's those young guys. Tyler Freeman got you. Oh. That's not right. Oh, that feels so good, I think. Oh. All right, see, I'll let you go Thanks, get back Rosie. in there. Thank you. And, Tom, we just had Tito, and, and I know you talked about it on the pregame show, um, what it meant to him. And, and I, you've been through a lot of these with him, but it seems like this one might mean, I don't know, more is the right way to say it, but it means a lot, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Rosie. But, you know, again, it's kind of like what we talked about. You don't have favorite children. They're just always special. I think that's why... When people ask the question, well, is this one the best? I, I don't think you can ever say that because they're all so special in the moment. But this is certainly the most improbable because it's never been done before. So when you're doing something that's never been done in the history of the game, 16 Major League debuts by rookies, and you're going to the playoffs with a division title, my goodness, and a ball club that we visited with Miles Straw prior to you getting into the clubhouse, they're not satisfied. They don't think this journey is done by any means. We are joined now by Josh Naylor, who has been certainly a, a big part of this. And there were various points in the season. I don't know if you call them turning points or not. But, Josh, we're talking turning points in the season. i got to believe the night in Chicago in May when you went wild in extra innings might have been a turning point to this season in terms of this team believing they can do the comeback wins. Did you feel that that night, or did you know maybe even earlier than that that this was a special ball club? I mean, I think it started in spring training, to be honest with you. You know, what we uh, what we did as a group, what we just we came up with a game plan and just, you know, play hard and have fun, and anything's possible in this game. You don't got to be the best. You don't got to be the highest paid. Anything's possible. So we just go out there and grind every day. And you came over here in a trade a couple of years back. What was different about this year's team? Um, 
you know what, I think just the drive to, you know, be there for everyone and help everyone. You know, some players aren't going to have their days, and that's okay. Everyone else is just there to pick us up. So I think we're a true team. We, we help each other out daily, and we look out for each other, which is the biggest part. We talked to Cal Quantrill, Austin Hedges. You guys were all with the Padres and, and trying to get to this point. You get here today. What does it mean to you? This is awesome. It's unbelievable. This is what we, you know, we strive for to win the division and then win the World Series. And, you know, we're just here to just to keep balling out and keep playing hard. Good cigar you got going there? What's that? Good cigar you got going there? Oh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. That's Josh Naylor. Uh, so many key home runs that, that won ball games for the Guardians over the course of the season. And... What a year for him. And now we're joined by Stephen Kwan. Stephen, what a day on a clincher. My goodness, you, you went wild at the plate, and that, that has to be the ultimate. On a day like today, that's so good for the team that you contribute like you did. Yeah, no, today was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, but just trying to execute the plans, treat it like a normal day, and luckily we came out on top. Feel any different coming to the ballpark today? I mean, there was a little bit of uh, noise buzzing around, but like I, I've – I've had uh, experience in, in college kind of with the same thing. You can never make the moments too big. You just got to take it even keel day by day and just keep it rolling. So you mentioned that that comes into play for you and in how you've handled pressures down the stretch? Absolutely, yeah. I think, well, in, in the World Series in college, it definitely let the moment get too big. Heart was beating. I, you know, I couldn't breathe. My hands were shaking. I've had that experience, so now I can kind of take it day by day without getting too big. You hit a grand slam today. You're not known for home runs, but you said way back in spring training, you were working on some things where if you got pitches to drive, you could. And, and it seems like that's really come into play. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's a little bit with the familiarity. Uh, I faced that pitcher in high A and like spring training and early in the year. So that was, I think, my fourth at-bat off him. So it's really just comfortability and just kind of taking your chances on pitches, being familiar with all of them. And, yeah, luckily I got a good pitch to hit. So many familiar faces in here for you, I know, and they, they kept showing up from the minor leagues to make debuts. What has that meant to you as someone who started this season as a rookie on the major league roster? Yeah, no, it means everything. Uh, I, coming into the year, I kind of kept my head down, didn't want to ruffle too many feathers, but ending the year with all these guys, like, you can be your genuine self. You don't have to kind of walk on eggshells. It's, it's extremely important. You can be really comfortable and play the game you want, and I'm super grateful that all these guys are here. Steven, nice going today. Thanks a lot for coming yeah, by. Thanks, appreciate you. Steven Kwan. Another huge day at the plate as, as his tremendous season continues. Who knows if it's enough for a rookie of the year. So many good rookies in the American League, but what he has meant to this team, my goodness, he has been special throughout. Sandy Alomar stopping by. Sandy, you've, you've been through a ton of these as a player and a coach. He, he, doesn't, get any, he doesn't get any better than this. We young guys, these guys uh, work their butts off the entire year. This is one of the reasons I love to being here part of the coaching staff because our culture and our, the front office they do a fantastic job putting teams together and they give you everything they got hey, you mentioned that is this where you can really make an impact a young team like this especially if they're willing to work absolutely i mean if you see if you go on our flights our coaches are falling asleep every flight because they they coach and and i tell you these kids are responding to the coaches so like i i really i really enjoy this great bunch of group of guys because they really care Sandy, thank you so much. You're welcome. At Sandy Alomar. The celebrations never get old, and the Guardians certainly hoping that that's the first of many this fall. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from pitcher Aaron Savali. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. The youngest team in baseball, age 26, the average age. It'll be a record. 16 Major League debuts for a club winning a division crown. And who knows what October may bring. 
Don't tell this club they can't have a deep run. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now the wind and the 1-1. One one. Swung on, bounced to third, charged by Ramirez. Gloves, throws on the run. And what a job by Aaron Savali. He's made 36 pitches, 12 in each inning. Now the 1-2. And strike three called. Got him looking at a fastball. And Savali is perfect through three innings. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field, downtown Cleveland. It's Guardians Weekly, and great to have you along. As always, you can hear our show each week on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Also at CLEGuardians.com, all the archived editions are there. Or you can listen to it as a podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Aaron Savali got the win in the clinching game for the Guardians to clinch the American League Central Division title last Sunday in Texas. He's been throwing the ball well since his most recent return from injury. And he talked about his mindset heading into the start on Sunday, knowing what was at stake. I mean, at this point in the year, just playing meaningful games is obviously very important to all of us. But starting out the series right in Chicago and then going into Sunday and knowing what was on the table, potentially if the team wins, um, at that point all I can do is do my best to set the tone properly on the mound and hopefully that carries over on defense and the offense and think everyone brought that same energy and and we've seen the Aaron Savali we've seen so often since you've been here I mean your two starts back and uh, what do you credit that to the some of the work that you did to make sure you'd be ready to go when you returned yeah I mean just a lot of focus internally a lot of focus from those around me training staff has been awesome the strength staff's been awesome pitching side just making sure that I was doing my best to stay in mentally while I was trying to get the physical side of it uh, back to normal. Unfortunately, I've done that a few times this year, but fortunately was able to kind of learn how to handle that a little bit better each time and just come back a little bit crisper each time. So there is a a learning, unfortunately, if you do have to go through it a couple of times, there is a learning curve there? For sure. Um, Having to start and stop and start and stop is definitely not the easiest thing. Um, But having that under your belt kind of knowing the reality of this game that injuries are possible trips away from playing are possible uh, knowing how to manage that and how to handle that and navigate through those times to stay fresh mentally and be as ready as you can physically when you do come back um, it's definitely something that's learned and as far as what drives you uh, where the team is and the fun that they're having does that come into play when you're doing your rehab where you know, I got to get back and be a part of this. Absolutely. Um, I think I missed four road trips this year because of that. So knowing what happens when I'm around these guys and knowing that I'm not there with it is definitely a driving factor. This clubhouse is special. I've been saying it since spring training. But I think just knowing the energy that everyone brings, it's something that you want to get back to. 
the fun that you have. Why is it so fun? What's what's allowed this team to come together and, and really be a, a, a team in the truest sense? I think everyone's just taking advantage of the opportunity that's in front of them, and no one's trying to do anything too special. We're all just playing the game the right way, and I think you see that just watching us, watching how we play freely and smart and really trusting baseball. Everyone goes up there knowing that the guy behind them can do everything that they're doing, um, whether it's starting pitching or bullpen or Quan in the leadoff spot or Shaw in the nine hole. Like Everyone top to bottom has a lot of faith in what everyone else is doing, and it's really easy to play baseball the right way when you're confident in your whole team. Had the trade deadline, no moves made, and Chris Antonetti and Terry Francona were adamant that they just felt this was a good thing here. Um, and I know sometimes that's hard for, for a team, but it seemed like that was good for this one. And the way it panned out, it seems like it's been very good. And, and were you surprised at all that they felt that way or noticed what was going on in here? I mean, as far as trades go, it's not in our control. We we take care of the guys that are in our clubhouse when they're in our clubhouse. A lot of those decisions are not made. They're, they're not made by the players. Um, but all we can do is work with what we have here. And what we have here is definitely a special group. And everyone's been really good about taking in all the new guys under their wings and making everyone feel comfortable when they come up here and knowing that coming into this clubhouse we are competing for something special um and i i think everyone has done a really good job of holding everyone else accountable in the proper ways the experience post game sunday what was that like for you what did that mean to be a part of that i mean that's that's what you do a lot of the work for that's what those those days in the off season where you don't want to do things uh, the days here where you're tired from traveling overnight or from a night game the day before whatever it is um just being able to take a second and let let everything else go and take that all in and enjoy that moment with the people that you work with every single day just to have that um that's something that we all work for and hopefully we can continue doing that good stuff aaron thanks for the visit yep thanks for having me at starting pitcher Aaron Savali, who's really thrown the ball well since returning from injury a third time this year, and he could be a big key in the postseason. Now, Luke Maley had the privilege of catching the final out of last weekend's clincher in Texas, a pop-up behind the plate, and uh, he was able to secure it for the win. And he tells us what was going through his mind when the ball was in the air and the emotions immediately following as the celebration began. I was ready to tackle anybody that came near me there. I wanted that one pretty bad. Um, but seriously, it was about as surreal as it could get. Um, Kwani hits that grand slam and gives us a nice cushion there and uh, was able to take it all in for a moment before we headed out for the bottom of the ninth inning and you know, just went about our business like we normally do. And when the last ball went up, I knew I wanted to catch it and did, and uh, it was time to celebrate. And that's not the most common out that there is in baseball, and, and you're fortunate enough to be a part of that. Uh, when it's in the air, you a lot of things going through your mind, or are you really locked in? Oh, no, I was positive I was catching it. I was positive that I wanted to catch it, and I had the one the previous play, too. I mean, I, I don't know what the odds are of the last two outs of a game being caught by the catcher, especially you know to clinch a, a division the way it did. But it was pretty cool. It's something I'll remember the rest of my life. And um, now there wasn't any jitters. It was just excitement. Just wanted to uh, make it official. So what happens with the baseball, and how quickly did that whole process start? Everything was spinning pretty good. I mean, you know, I had to yard sale my mask and my helmet to go catch the pop-up. So after I gave a hug to Karen Check and everybody, I had to go retrieve that. By the time I did that, the ball was still in my back pocket. And I had a, um, 
about four people come charging at me from the dugout asking to put a sticker on it, and I just didn't know what was going on. All I knew is I wanted to get back to my teammates, so I handed them the ball, and uh, that thing's history now. I probably won't ever see that again. Any idea where it might be? No, no, I don't really know how that works. I'm sure it's in better hands than mine. You know, it could have. My kids probably would have ended up getting their hands on it and throwing it around in the house or in the yard or something, so probably for the best. Luke Maley joining us. Caught the uh, final out of the clincher the other day. And Luke, uh, you signed here right after the lockout, and I guess you never really know what you're getting into when you're going to a new ball club, but just scouting it around, what made this a, a good place for you initially and then as it developed? Just all the good things I heard for starters. Um, you know, Terry Francona being the skipper and, and knowing DeMarlo Hale the way I, I did going back to my Toronto days and just all the coaches, everybody that I've played with that's been here has had nothing but good things to say about them. Um, added to that, you look at the pitching staff and just the roster construction, you, you know we were going to have a chance. I mean, um, we were going to have a lot of question marks offensively. I could see that just in the short time that I was kind of scouting, you know, whether or not to come here. But um, it was a no-brainer from the pitching side of things. And anytime you have pitching, you're going to have a chance. And I feel like I'm more valuable on a team that, that has a chance and, and that kind of begins and ends with starting pitching. And you mentioned that, and, and fit is so important in this game. And you don't always find that. Um, but it seemed like this fits perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think I've I've talked to a few people about this, man. I mean, the older I've gotten, the more years I've had under my belt. I mean, I'm, my role definitely makes a lot more sense on a competitive ball club, you know. I mean, uh, I've been through some teams on rebuilding years, and, you know, there's still a lot of fun to be had, and there's a lot of good memories I have with those years and with those teams. But um, the role I'm in now, I'm really comfortable with it, and I'm I feel way more in place when we're playing meaningful ball games. You had a chance to go to the postseason last year with Milwaukee. Uh, but you were saying this was different. Uh, Sunday was different, the clinch. Uh, how so? What, what made it special? You know, I just think, um, you know, Milwaukee was kind of a tough year for me. I mean, I had to really fight and claw my way to be um, any part of that team last year. And uh, very proud of the way I handled it and proud of my time there and everything. But, uh, you know, I was kind of a late addition to the playoff roster. Wasn't really sure if I was going to be on the roster. This one just hit different because it felt like um, – I was just much, much more instrumental throughout the year. Um, you know, we've talked about just taking pride in your defense and doing the little things and, and to have a chance to kind of have at least, um, you know, a little piece of my game planning and the way I go about things translate into our staff, uh, along with Austin, obviously. Um, just it means a lot, man. It's just it's hard to put into words. Just, it's something I'm very proud of. Oh, you've been a big part of it for sure. Thanks for coming by. Anytime. Thanks. Good stuff from catcher Luke Maley and Really, everybody on that ball club that was a part of it last Sunday down in Texas, a memory that they'll treasure for a long, long time. And again, for this ball club, one of the prevailing themes that you heard in that clubhouse, yes, it was a big deal that they clinched the division, but they are hoping that that is just the start of something really big here this October. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with Rob Serfolio, the Director of Player Development for the Guardians, our final minor league report of the season after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The pitch. Swung on, hit high, hit deep to left field. Forget about it. Way up into the bleachers for Gabriel Arias. The pitch swung on. Ground ball single into right field. Will Brennan comes through. Well, I don't think Will Brennan has to worry about what he's doing next Friday. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Guardians Weekly. And we are joined now by Rob Serfolio, the director of player development for the Guardians. The minor league seasons are complete with Columbus wrapping up their season earlier this week. And what a season the teams had on the field record-wise but also the great contributions the farm system made to the Major League Club with 16 players making their Major League debuts and many becoming vital factors in the Guardians' run to an American League Central Division crown. And Rob was saying that it just doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, it's and so much credit goes to so many members of our player development group, our coaches, our coordinators that have just spent hours with our players and the amount of work that obviously happens in person is really easy to see but just as much work happens behind the scenes which is so pivotal for our guys having really clear development plans and to your point just exciting I think we were the youngest team at every level at the full season levels and despite that we finished I think with the third best cumulative record across all of minor league baseball and was really exciting to have a lot of those guys have an opportunity to make their debut in the same year. So some exciting things to build on heading into next year and, and really excited for uh, now really digging in on some of our off-season development plans with our players. And you mentioned that, and it seems like the, the calendar is ever-evolving in recent years compared to how it used to be. A lot of times this time of year, Fall Instructional League was just starting up and, and getting going out in Arizona but with the calendar changes, it seems like there's a little time here to kind of take a deep breath and, and take a break. Yeah, our, our staff and, and players, per the, the last comment, how much work goes into the season, we're, uh, we're hoping to take a little bit of, of time off. So vacations and players getting time at home. Uh, really the way it lined up this year was instructs and some of the full seasons end around the same time here at the, the conclusion of this week. And we're going to look to get as many you know, staff members and players some off time for the month of October as we can. We'll have a couple of players up here in Cleveland coming up, some of our non-40-man prospects that were at affiliates this year, which will, be, which will be awesome. And then those guys will go home and enjoy really the entire month of October with their families. And then we'll kind of start off some of our off-season camps right on the heels of that uh, at the beginning of November. And what are some of those options that, that they'll have to get back into the swing of things, so to speak, and get ready for 2023? Yeah, so, I mean, these are these camps are some of our staff's most fun times of the year because we're outside of competition, and really a lot of the creativity starts to come through with whether it's velocity training or bat speed programs or some of the swing camps that I think some of the fans have heard, some of even our major leaguers do in past years, and also like a huge time for physical development for a lot of our players, whether it's strength, whether it's power, whether it's 
mobility, stability, whatever like a specialized program might be for a given player to hopefully make a jump fundamentally, we're able to really dig in on the, the strength and conditioning side of things and put together a program so that these guys can you know, kind of start their offseason on the right foot. Rob Serfolio joining us, the director of player development for the Guardians. The minor league seasons are complete. I'm going to put you on the spot, Rob. One or two stories this year of, of a player that, I don't know, maybe surprised you or, or really made a breakthrough that, that you're most proud of that, that you saw along the way, whether it be at, at the low minors and moved up a little bit or someone who, who made their major league debut. That's a great question. <laughs> I'm going to go with probably the obvious one of Stephen Kwan. Um, thinking back to even when we first talked in spring training and he, he actually was playing in the game. I mean, a guy that I know our player development group has gotten to really know and just watch blossom, especially over last season in 2021. But for him to come out and do it, he's done this year. And I mean, from all accounts and purposes, you know, talking to Tito and some of the major league staff really been like a, a leader and a fixture in that clubhouse as well as a rookie. I think, uh, obviously speaks volumes about the type of kid and player that Kwani is, but I, I think so many people throughout our organization and player development just contributed to that success story, and to see him have some of that success is is really special. Um, and then I think another one that that's been a really cool development story, Tanner Bybee. I mean, a guy, you know, a pitcher that started for us in high is a fifth rounder, um, really been a guy that. I know a lot of people in our department have gotten questions on just the the strides he's made with with his velocity and some of his secondary stuff. So, you know, a fifth rounder is not certainly not a nobody in the draft, but for him to be getting, I think, as much attention as he has publicly, again, is such a huge credit to to the player in this case and obviously our staff as well for really working with him and, and making sure that we had a plan ready to go and um, that everyone was on the same side of the table and, and felt ownership of it. And, and Bybee's obviously done a great job, you know, kind of putting it into practice. So those two jump out to me. When you look at, at 16 players making their major league debuts, what does that do for the farm system, for the, for the guys down below in terms of hope and belief that, that they can be a part of that someday? It's been an incredible energizer. And not only to have guys you know, make it up here and everyone's contributed at a different level, but a huge portion of those guys have really been a mainstay in this lineup and, and on the mound. And, um, from a staff perspective, I think in a lot of sense, like I said, it's, it's really energizing. It's, it's been fun to be with some of our staff when some of these guys have made their debut and everyone's cheering and taking video and we're sending that to the player and they really appreciate it. Um, so I think it does that. I think it helps like validate a lot of the things that we're working with players on and we're seeing that translate at the highest level. Um, so that's been really cool. And then it's been a huge messaging point to our players themselves. You know, we bring a new draft class in and we're able to show some of just the information behind like how much our major league team is built off products that came through our development system and that we're not scared to play young players. And I think from the players' perspectives and some of the conversations I've had, that's been a, a motivating factor and an energizer for them. And we're open to kind of sell a similar message when we have some of our players here at the beginning of next week and they get an opportunity to actually interact with some of our major league staff and, and feel some of that. So it's, uh, it's certainly been exciting. What a year for player development. And, uh, Rob, thanks a lot for guiding us through along the way and, and stopping by on a regular basis, and I'm sure we'll catch up with you during the off season too. I appreciate you guys putting up with me every week, so <laughs> hopefully it was fun for a couple of people out there. 
Defense Director of Player Development, Rob Serfolio. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. We'll catch up with you next week from right here in downtown Cleveland at Progressive Field as the wild card series will have begun. We don't know the opponent yet, but we will by Wednesday as the Guardians will host as a division champ in the wild card round. Until then, as always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put together our show each week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 